When the coup in Niger happened, France was not very happy because they knew that their interests in that country were threatened. The people of Niger were waking up, the military of Niger was waking up and it was saying, Niger belongs to Nigerians, so does Nigerian resources. And if you are to do business with Niger, it's going to benefit the people of this country. And guess what? Shortly after, a, a statement was released from the office of the president of France, uh, Emmanuel Macron, saying that if the interest of France are threatened in Niger, then what's going to happen? France will intervene militarily. Guess what happened? The West African bloc that supports Niger, countries that have ousted governments from office that were aligned to France, said, we dare you to try. Warn that any military intervention against Niger would amount to a declaration of war against Burkina Faso and Mali. I repeat, forewarn that any military intervention against Niger would amount to a declaration of war against Burkina Faso and Mali. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Ndiro Ganga. I love coming on here, having a conversation with you guys about... Um, black people africa our empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage today i want to talk about the international reaction that we've seen following the coup in niger that hosted president mohammed Bazoum from office now um on the 26th of july the presidential elite guard hosted president mohammed Bazoum from office in a successful military coup this is not the first military coup there have been several military coups in niger attempted and even two previous coups were attempted when Mohamed Bazoum was president, and this was the first successful coup during his tenure. Following the coup, President Mohamed Bazoum was arrested together with some members of his cabinet, and they're being charged on corruption and mismanagement of national resources. And following the coup, instead of the usual panic and fear that is always engulfed um, when a coup happened, this time around things are happening differently. The people of Niger are out in the streets, they're celebrating the coup, they're celebrating the presidential elite guard, and for once in a very long time, they look like they're very hopeful. Now, let's not get our hopes very high and get twisted by the fact that military coups are never the best way towards leadership, governance, democracy, because the military, the way they work, the way they operate, they do not encompass the constitution. Constitutions, many constitutions globally, do not encompass being led by the military because of how brute and forceful the military can be. That's why the democratic institutions that have been put in place, for example, parliament, for example, the judiciary, to be able to deal with some of these um, things that come up. But when it comes to the military, their word is is the last word and that makes it very challenging to lead a country and move it forward however in the case of niger the people of niger look like they're very hopeful and they're very happy by the fact that the military has ousted president Mohammed Bazoum from office now this has not come at a free price the people of niger um almost invaded the french embassy they were throwing stones they were burning um outside they were burning tires outside the french embassy and france and italy and the eu have begun evacuating their citizens and following this development then we had from the office of the president of france emmanuel macron who to be fair said that 
if French people are harmed, if French nationals are harmed, if the French military are harmed, which raises another question, why is the French military in Niger? Um, yeah, why, why, what, why do they need to be there? But if they're harmed, and he also added that if French interests, if French interests are by any way interfered with, then France will do everything possible in its power to intervene militarily. Shortly after this statement came out, um, there were allegations and what was going around even on media, CNN broadcasted it, that France is considering invading Niger. And the French Foreign Affairs Minister came out very quickly to denounce and say that it was not true. However, the military spokesperson in Niger came out and said there have been meetings between ousted government officials and France to find a way to invade Niger and take back power and give it back to President Mohamed Bissoum. Listening to what the military leader had to say. To intervene militarily in Niger, France, with the complicity of certain Nigerians, held a meeting at the headquarters of the National Guard of Niger to obtain the necessary political and military authorizations for an attack. And I think it's also very important to note that while ECOWAS and all the other people are threatening to invade Niger and putting all sanctions on them, Niger has friends. Niger has friends in Mali, in Burkina Faso, and, and in Guinea, you know. These are countries that have all had military coups, and they said that they're going to stand by Niger. If you try to invade Niger, you, you've invaded all of us, and we'll support Niger, we'll fight with them, we'll stand alongside them. It's also very important to note that it's very, it's very, how do I put this? It's very suspicious why France is taking very deep interest in Niger because 27% of its uranium comes from Kazakhstan, 20% comes from Niger, and another, I think, 19% comes from Uzbekistan. Now, I have not seen the details of these contracts, but how is it that a country that is rich in uranium, only 20% of the people are connected to electricity? So how did you bargain your contracts with France to be mining uranium in your country? What is the corporate social responsibility um, clause in that contract saying? How are you doing business with these people? What kind of returns are you getting from France that you can remain poor, yet you're powering France, you know? So there's a lot to unpack here. Warn that any military intervention against Niger would amount to a declaration of war against Burkina Faso and Mali. I repeat, forewarn that any military intervention against Niger would amount to a declaration of war against Burkina Faso and Mali. I repeat one last time. Warn that any military intervention against Niger would amount to a declaration of war against Burkina Faso and Mali. The transitional governments of Burkina Faso and Mali invite the living forces to be ready and mobilized to lend a hand to the people of Niger in these dark hours of pan-Africanism. The brotherly peoples of Mali, Burkina Faso, Niger, Guinea aspire to more recognition and respect for their sovereignty. Well, outside of threatening military intervention, we've seen Germany, France and the EU just 
freeze Niger out following the coup they've imposed sanctions on this country they are threatening to pull on financial aid they're threatening to stop doing business with Niger and they're threatening to cut off all forms of communication I mean ECOWAS was the first they've blocked all borders so you cannot get into Niger and get out unless you're evacuating your people and they've also blocked financial transactions now for a country like Niger this comes at such a huge cost because when you block movement you block movement of people you block movement of goods and you're slowing down trade if you block financial transactions then it just means it's a matter of time before there's a cash crunch in the country outside of that niger heavily depends on france the eu and germany um if you look at the country it's one of rated by the united nations as one of the least developed countries in the world so development in niger lags very much behind and i'll just read you some statistics um it receives at least two billion dollars annually in terms of aid and 295 million dollars in financial support this is a lot of money this is actually a lot of money it means that the country heavily relies on aid to fund critical sectors such as um healthcare, such as emergency relief because of the nature of the country it's marred by drought and political instability because it's part of the sahel region also it's important to note that um 3.6 million people in niger risk hunger and at least 1 million children could starve if financial aid is cut off and now we are seeing the EU and France and the USA and Germany threaten to seize helping Niger. And the Prime Minister of Niger had this to say with regards to cutting out aid. It's going to be disastrous for the people because Niger is a country that relies heavily on its partnership with the international community that provide much support, especially when it comes to the second financial year. We secure a budget for this time with financial aid from the European Union, the World Bank and the IMF, in particular, along with the French Development Agency. Turning one's back on this aid is suicide. I think I also want to make it very clear that the way the West does business with Africa, it's, it's meant to perpetually keep you poor. A country like Niger should not be depending on aid to be able to fund its day-to-day -day activities. But because of the nature of the relationship between the West and the country and the way they do business, right? It just means that Niger gets the short end of the stick and hence poverty rates are higher. But let's not get it twisted. That country can survive without aid, but because of the way they've been governed and the way they've been doing business with people, it's not possible. Well, that's all I had for you. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about what the military in Niger is saying. Let me know what you think about what um, the military leaders from the rest of the um, West African region had to say about invading Niger and them standing by Niger should anybody try to interfere with the internal politics of Niger. Thank you so much. I'll see you again next time.